Hello, listener, and welcome to Into the Characterverse podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to providing deep dives, impressions, and reviews for specific characters out of your favorite comic books. My name is Mike, and I'm joined by... Charlie. And this week, we are continuing on with our roll... Roll? Roll? <laughs> We're just rolling along with Nightcrawler. Yeah, there we go. I can't Nailed find it. words today. Here we go. I'm going to leave all of that in. Uh, <laughs> as you should. Audrey's still on her little hiatus here as she works through setting up this entire program at work for everybody else so we're gonna we're just gonna keep doing nightcrawler and then i think our next episode is gonna be the eternals yeah and then we're getting right into hawkeye's tv show yeah very excited yeah i'm super excited for all of those we just bought our tickets for eternals that's pretty pretty stoked about that yeah so if if that tells you where we are in the actual timeline, because <laughs> these uh these are coming out and kind of we're way ahead right now, which is fantastic for yeah. editing. So yeah, this is where we want to be. Yeah. So we're gonna start off with uh the 2014 Nightcrawler number five, number six, and then we're gonna do some more amazing uh, X Men, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, we'll we'll take care uh, finishing off from there. And we got a few more readings after that, but yeah. I think we'll be finishing up Nightcrawler probably right at the end of the year here. Yeah, it sounds like it, especially with uh, Hawkeye going for quite a while. Yeah, that, that's really what's going to mess it up. Otherwise, we'd have Nightcrawler done a lot earlier. Eh, but That's all right. Hawkeye's going to be sweet. Yeah, Hawkeye's going to be pretty great, so I'm pretty stoked about that. So, yeah, let's uh, let's jump into Nightcrawler number five. Yeah, so Nightcrawler number five. Again, this is uh, Claremont uh, writing it. Uh, Todd Newack is the artist um, and uh, a plethora of other people, but... Um, we're getting into a little bit more about Nightcrawler, um, and we start off with Nightcrawler playing baseball by himself while teleporting around with the Bamps. I thought that was a great scene. Yeah, uh, I did find it really, funny really where funny. He, he's like, "I got to throw it in the right area so they actually have a chance to try to get me out." Like, yeah, <laughs> the, the relationship with the Bamps has been incredible to right? to watch. Yeah, I, honestly, the Bamps have been like one of the better parts of the, yeah. the Nightcrawler run recently. Yeah. I'm sure little bamps have followed me around. Um, Then we get a little bit of a flashback to back when the X-Men were playing uh, baseball together, which I can only imagine being a fun thing with all the mutants. And um, we get a little bit of Kurt getting ready for his first day of work with the bamps helping him shower too, because they are just his literal little minions. Yeah. Um, we get a little intro to the team. We get uh, Hank making him a little coffee. He does uh, apologize right there too, because uh, or thanks him for saving him from yeah. being turned into pitchers and stuff. So yeah, there's a ton of shout outs to like them almost dying or dying and coming back and kind of them making. I don't want to say making fun of it almost in like a meta sense, but almost pointing out of oh yeah we. <laughs> We died and came back. Yeah, you know? th- this was a lot of tying up all of the first five issues, it yeah. felt like. so. Yeah, but we get a little bit of uh, Nightcrawler teaching his class um, and Rachel Gray kind of giving a an intro to said class. But he is leading a group of students in the danger room and explaining what the danger room is and how it operates. And yeah, it's an illusion, but it's very real. Um, and he he stops a simulation when one of his students is in trouble. Um, this little scorpion-looking kid, um, uh, Rico. Rico. Yeah, and he gets uh, he gets stopped because he's about to die. I mean, you know, yeah, if in real life, he's about to murder dude him. big time. But then we skip to um, where we see. Uh, Killian and uh we see a couple other people like a like a big bad um who would be Bess and then we get Killian and they're kind of talking through what they they need and they want to capture this 
this other mutant who is a savant who is in- extremely intelligent. Yeah. Um, she has a, her own wing of a research facility. Yeah, that's brought up way more times than I would have expected. So many times. I don't know why, but uh, we see Kurt. Then we skip back to Kurt at the Jean Grey school where he is working on his old school uh, Blackbird. Yeah, that's super, super dope looking. Yeah, like the OG, like from the X Men comics or the X Men cartoons. I, I did notice that they put the name of the uh, Blackbird every single time, the SR 71X. Like every single time they talked about the Blackbird, they put the full name. I feel like that was like a Claremont thing. Yeah. Like no, I, for sure. Because that was definitely something that he would do in the, the Excalibur, the 80s run, is he yes. was very particular about things. And I feel like this was him coming through in this writing in a big way by yeah. saying that yeah instead know. of just saying the blackbird he's like oh no this very specific model of blackbird yes. but we see rico the same student who was in trouble um skimp on board to the blackbird and kind of help kurt or kind of talking to him he's like oh do you want to go for a ride yeah so he takes him up into uh low level orbit and <laughs> they go for a ride where uh storm calls kurt and says hey we got a big problem um you know, there's a weird mutant signature. Yeah, and we're trying to uh, rescue her, and that's where the issue ends. Is uh, is is Kurt beginning his mentorship of this Rico fella? Yeah. So uh, I'll pick up right where where you left off there. So we get a little bit of expanded conversation with uh, Aurora here, kind of explaining what's going on. We also found out or find out here how Kurt is able to teleport much further than we would typically see him teleport it's essentially the bamps yeah he's uh, not teleporting it's he's using those bamps as so, like his his teleportation bitches kind of so he is doing some of the teleporting himself he the, the bamps do it too but so essentially what the bamps do is they essentially daisy chain because they can follow <laughs> their own like teleportation so they daisy chain to a location so then he can follow them because yeah. he's like i am teleporting to a place i don't know so like he can essentially as he's teleporting follow them in his teleportation thing to where he needs to go and i was like <laughs> that's a very funny way to do this it's just yes. like we're just gonna eat some bamps out there see what happens <laughs> like, they expendable yeah exactly uh but Rico uh, gets teleported with kurt into this research facility we see the uh crimson pirates is the name that they're going by here yeah uh-huh. so they're going by the uh the crimson pri- pi- crimson <laughs> privates the christmas wow chrismatic I mean, pirates there we go i guess no, he no. does have he does yeah no he's got some of his red yeah yeah exactly anyways uh <laughs> they're they're doing a fight right now and then each of the people that are getting zapped are turning into smoke uh kurt's like you know, Rico, uh, you're you're a child, like a just a very small baby boy. Uh, you should not be here. And yeah. Rico's like, "But I'm going to help." And Kurt's like, "You know what? I'm proud of you." <laughs> and they just they okay, jump in, Scorpion boy. Yeah, and let's do the Scorpion boy. Uh, so the Bamps all teleport at the same time and uh, start a giant brawl. Uh, Kurt's trying to take on the biggest guys, but uh, ends up taking out everyone. He sends Rico to go save all of the. Um, all the innocent people mm-hmm. and they think that Rico is one of the enemies, but Rico's obviously defending them holding his own pretty well. Actually. Yeah. He looks good. Yeah. He does look really good. Um, you know, what's funny is I had actually read a little bit ahead in Nightcrawler. And at one point we see a fully developed Rico in like his final form. Oh, he's looks pretty fucking dope to be honest. All it's right. like issue like 11 or 12. I don't remember which one, Cool, but yeah, so we'll see that eventually. Yeah. We'll get there. But yeah, so Rico uh beats up some of these these the no name grunts for this 
the, for the Crimson, mm-hmm. Crimson Pirates and uh, saves all of the innocents, gets them outside. Kurt is fighting off all the big big bads, um, and he subdues the, the leader, and Bess comes up behind him and kicks him in the back of the head, and they have a little bit of a sword fight. It's pretty fun, actually, yeah. and there's a lot of banter. Swashbuckling. Yeah, swashbuckling, and uh, a lot of banter. I did notice that a lot of the artwork in this, Kurt is, his face is, like, encapsulated in, like, darkness, and he he looks a lot more evil in this like these couple yeah, it's like comics. darker shading darker shading yeah. and like they're very like very much emphasizing like a completely black face with like the red eyes or orange eyes and stuff like that and i just found that interesting yeah it's kind of i mean overall it's been interesting to see these different artists and how they portray kurt because there's a couple different ways that they do it you know yeah. like this kind of darker face like more shadowy yeah version and then this lighter you know happier like um and differing differing shades of like masculinity too yeah. it's, yeah, it's been sure. very interesting so. yeah they, 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 it's been like artist to artist you can really tell a difference between the yeah. two so mm-hmm. we get a little bit with this new savant lady she has uh de- developed like a, an android out of some metal pills that it can defend her but she has to maintain concentration uh rico comes in to defend her but uh she breaks down rico you know, tries to sacrifice himself essentially mm-hmm. to save her, but she gets zapped anyway. And Nightcrawler comes in and saves Rico. Uh, they they subdue all of the the Crimson pi- Pirates, and Rico gets a hold of the gun and breaks it so they can't do it. And they realize that none of these people have been killed; they've all been teleported right. away. So the Bamps have gotten their hand on one of the guns as well. So <laughs> Kurt. Uh, has himself shot so he can see <laughs> if he can teleport Just immediately too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really funny. You get like one thing, and he's like mid conversation too, and he just gets yeah. zapped. It's pretty good. Uh, but he shows up on uh, was it Vegas? Yeah, I think it's Vegas or no Vogue. Vogue, Tullamore Vogue, Vogue. Uh, in his little prison uh, area. Uh, Kurt's able to fight them off and save all the people that have recently been uh, teleported here. Mm-hmm. And since he teleported here, all of the Bamps can find him. So the Bamps grab all of the various people. Kurt talks some shit to Vogue, and it's like, "All right, we're heading home." And that's that's it. Yeah, it was a nice little arc. I mean, yeah, definitely all about him being a facilitator, an educator. Uh, a, a good uh, influence on a young student, so I thought those are really important concepts that they touched on. So I did, I did like the this little you know two episode or two uh, two comic kind of flourish. I mean, it was yeah. just kind of like a oh, Kurt's a teacher now. Um, he does care about his students. You know, hear me out. <laughs> yes, yeah, so letting him settle into the school a little bit and yeah. the fallout of him coming back from heaven a little bit still. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it was a it was a nice little nice little run. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, nothing crazy. No. Probably give the two like a three and a half. Yeah, super mediocre. Maybe three. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. I, it, it didn't it tell. Some, I mean, it was fine. Yeah, it had some interesting, like Kurt mentor moments, which yeah. we get some more in this next little little run here. So let's actually just jump right back into the Amazing X Men. Yeah. So uh, I'm leading off with number seven. Yep. Uh, that's no goats, no glory, which is very odd to say. I I right before this, I continually <laughs> fucked it up and kept saying no guts, no glory, no glory, no guy. Any iteration except no goats, no glory. Yeah, I, I was I found a way. Yeah, I, it's very strange. 
so this one doesn't have a whole lot to do with Kurt, to be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're going to be pretty quick. Uh, the, we get a little bit of the team acting, uh, being a little bit more like everyday life. Like they're yeah. doing some shopping for the the big game that's coming up and stuff like that. Bantering back and forth with um, uh, Iceman and... I always forget her name. I want to say Firestar. S- Firestar. There we go. I, w- I want to say Spitfire every time. I, I do too. This. Yeah. Uh, Firestar. So yeah, there. <laughs> Bobby makes a valid point as why are we buying ice? <laughs> like, because he's a thing. But whatever. Uh, so they. I love how he like says, "Oh, I only use top half ice." Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bobby is a little <laughs> weird in these ones. Big I, time. I like it, but it's very strange. Like yeah. seeing Bobby act like this. Uh, but they find a baby kind of randomly in their shopping cart, uh, and Spider-Man just shows up yep. and is like, give me the baby. And I love how he explains how he got there, too. He's like, well, there's no buildings or anything, so it took me a lot longer. Yeah, he's like, I had to run a lot. Yeah. It wasn't great. He totally justifies why it took him forever. Yeah, it's very funny. But the Spider-Man wants this baby, and they're just like, no, we're not going to do this baby. And they almost fight. Like, I don't really know what's yeah. going on here. Like, Spider-Man seems super aggressive about this whole thing. I thought, like, passive-aggressive. Yeah, but the baby turns into, like, a winged gremlin thing, uh, so that's kind of fun. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, no, nothing super crazy. And uh, it, Iceman, like, yeets snow all over Logan's car. Yeah, so he's like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. But, yeah, Spider-Man uh, grabs that baby, and Iceman and uh, Firestar take off after them. Mm-hmm. And there's a chase scene between the two. Uh, it looks like Spider-Man's just swinging on telephone poles. So that's pretty fun. But yeah, they, they kind of have a little skirmish. But the X-Men uh, are able to get their hands on this baby. Uh, Spider-Man's not all that pleased about it. No. But the baby uh, <laughs> hiccups fire and uh, Bobby's like, point it away. <laughs> like, but yeah. Uh, Wait, is this before or after he opens his diaper? Oh, sorry, before. My yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the weird goat scene. Yeah. Did you ever, you know what this remind me of? Did you ever watch Blue Mountain State? Yes. That awful... Well, it was, it was a great it was, TV show. It was awful, but yes. <laughs> okay. Well, to all listeners who don't know what that is, it was a show maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, it was when we were in college. Yeah, but it is the most... It's like supposed to be this take on like the most bro-y football players. Yes. And in one episode, it's the same plot where they steal their, uh, their, their mascot, which is a goat. Mm-hmm. The other school. But it reminded me of that for some reason. No, that's exactly what I thought of, too. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so essentially what happened is, you know, the baby got stolen, so they stole the goat. It's, it's more like, essentially that's what happened is yep. they swapped mascots and Spider-Man needs to get him back so that he can get the goat. And, uh, Bobby looks in the diaper of this gremlin baby thing, goblin. Yeah. And you just get a huge flash of like bright green light and stuff like that. And like... <laughs> Bobby gets pretty messed up, honestly. Yeah. He has a ton of holes in like him. A different, like a different, like a bunch of potholes in him. Yeah, like. It looks weird. Yeah, he, he, uh, he definitely would have died if it wasn't Iceman. Yeah. But uh, the spaceship shows up in like the middle of uh, Central Park because <laughs> Spider Man had originally hid the goat in the Central Park Zoo because he's like, hide it in plain sight. And, you know, it got stolen. This is in the dumber iterations of Spider-Man. Yes. Well, so this seems like it's the Spider-Man right after Superior Spider-Man. Yep. So I don't know what exactly is going on here. But yeah, the the baby grabs some snacks. They get the, the goat and they take the, the car back to um, Logan and we have a happy ending. Yeah. It was very fucking weird. Uh, it had no Kurt at all. No, I but, kept waiting. Yeah. 
Honestly, we probably could have skipped that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it was kind of funny. Yeah. So the the next part has a fair amount of Kurt in it. So I think Charlie's going to pick up with the the World War Windigo. Yeah. So this is a nice little um, five issue series, eight through um, twelve, and uh, so this is part one of five. Um, we start off in Canada where we see these two unnamed and unknown individuals fighting. Um, one guy accusing this guy of cheating on his wife or something like that. Yeah, he's going to yeah. rat him out. Yeah, well, he punches him, snaps his neck, and his immediate thought is to take the dude and to uh, shove him into a meat processor. Yeah. So we get a little bit of... Which is pretty fucked, to be honest. Super weird. I mean, if you're on a bay, too, why don't you just throw him in the water? Yeah. So, yeah, instead of like just disposing of the body like normal, he puts him through the meat processor, yeah. so tainting all of the meat with human flesh. And with his like clothes on, whatever. Yeah, Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, it, it was pretty weird. fucked up. It was a it weird, was fucked up. Yeah, yeah it's a weird and scene. I didn't know where it was going at that point. I was no. like, oh wow. Um, so then we skip and we see Logan going to meet Heather McDonald, aka Vindicator, and he's complaining because you know the X Men keep calling him. He calls them X babies, and they can't figure out anything for themselves. Um, and Heather can't get a hold of James, um, her significant other. And so Logan brings uh, a suit, and he suggests they go look for him. Um, we get back to the Jean Grey school, where we see Kurt reuniting with Colossus, even though Colossus just died, and they have a whole thing about how he just died, yeah. and he can't believe he's back, and he's like, well, you died too, you know. I do like how many jokes they make about, like, X-Men just can't stay dead at this in this time period, yeah. which is, I mean, yeah. True. So... I mean, that's the thing with like so many people died around like M Day and stuff like that. Like, I, I, it seemed inevitable that they were going to bring some of them back to life. Yeah, like, yeah, you got to keep writing the comics. Yeah, you got to thin out the roster and then you know build it back up slowly. So. Yeah, it's typical for Marvel. Yeah, but we get a little Storm and Robert, um, or Bobby rather, with Iceman kind of talking and and Iceman kind of being an idiot. Um, you know, he seems it, very dumb in these comics. Yeah, where Storm's yelling at him for letting Logan leave without his healing factor to Canada, and that he always gets hurt when he goes to Canada. Yeah, nothing good happens in Canada, yeah. which I, I found very funny. Super funny. So we get a scene of Wolverine looking for, um, you know, he's looking, they are looking for her significant other. Yeah. Um, James, and, I believe his name is. Yeah, James, Captain, um, I, I can't remember, the X-Force. or it, it, We'll get his name in yeah. a second here. But um, Logan's sniffing around. Realizes that they have a big problem on their hand, and that's where you see the uh, the first shot of the Windigo. Yeah. Um, but then we have um, Storm wanting to find Logan and where exactly he is in Canada, and we have um, the Vindicator um, calling, and she's trying to get a hold of uh, Puck and uh, and um, I can't Talisman. Remember. Talisman. I just wanted to say tr- tribal. I don't know what I was yeah, trying to no. There was a lot of names, and this one, to be honest with you, yeah. so that one was a little tough to keep track of all yeah, the names. Yeah, neither one of us is super familiar with, like, A-Force or anything like that, so... No, unfortunately. So they do find... Um, eventually, they do find him. They say he's scared, and they both say, well, that's not good, because Logan doesn't really get scared much, yeah. which throughout this whole thing has been pretty true to character. You know, he doesn't get scared. But we move on to the next one, which is part two of five, and... Um, 
we start off with a little mini thing where the blackbird so this whole issue goes in in backwards yeah. so it shows kind of the what happened and then it skips back and says one hour earlier 52 minutes earlier 45 minutes earlier yeah so the whole thing is based on that but we see a blackbird crashing and then we see the team flying in and they're trying to find um logan you know and then we see uh talisman and puck come into play um they're beating up the windigo and then we skip ahead to the uh the u.s border where we see the avengers specifically iron man thor and captain america fighting this problem as well yeah i didn't expect to see them in this no it was interesting i mean i think they're just trying to show like how big the problem was yeah by, yeah. by involving all these people yeah the, they're trying to essentially hold the u.s border against all of mm-hmm. the this influx of influx of you know refugees essentially right because the Wendigo issue has started to spread across Canada pretty quickly because there's a larger number of people that got cursed. And then you also can be turned by being bitter scratched as well. Yeah. But they say that more likely it's it's because the person who got meat ground up, um, you know, a bunch of people ate them. And yeah. so now everybody's stringing to these Wendigo because you have to be a cannibal to become one. That's yeah. a true form of it. Yeah. On Canadian soil. So... I did want to touch on um, the Marvel's version of the Windigo is kind of weird because um, <laughs> uh, it is a First Nations, you know, uh, legend, mm-hmm. essentially. Like, they, they have a bunch of origins and stuff like that for it. Yeah. That, uh, as far as I'm aware, do not involve cannibalism in any way uh, and aren't specific to Canada. So... Yeah, I, I kind of just took it with a grain of sand. Yeah, they, they could have used a different name other than yeah. Windigo, like... Yeah, or the only person who could save him was Talisman. Yeah. This kind of knockoff, you know, super slooty, uh, dressed uh, tribal person. Yeah, th- there was a lot of, like, First Nations imagery and stuff like yeah. that going on with her, which, yeah, like, the mystic magic stuff. Uh, Felt a little icky. Yeah, well, I wasn't a huge fan of that part of it. No. Here we are. Had it been written today, I don't think it would have been the same. I mean, this was 2014, so it wasn't Oh, that... yeah, I suppose. I mean, all, all of these characters originated long before that, though, so... Yeah, but even in the last six years, things have changed. Five, yeah. Six years. Um, but we get the scene of them crashing, which is the Wendigo kind of taking over and hitting the Blackbird. Um, and we see this child that they are going towards the house. Um, they save them. Uh, Bobby uses his ice to make a huge ice force field, basically. Um, and then we get a big fight between the X-Men that were on the jet, which was Colossalist Nightcrawler, Spitfire, uh, Rachel Gray, Northstar, and Storm fighting all these Wendigo. Um, and so they just start fighting, and they're just, you know, kind of figuring out a way to, you know, fix this problem. And Logan kind of says, hey, we need magic. Like, that's what we need right now. And yeah. that's why we have Talisman here. Um, and then we kind of see the, they kind of show like how far, how widespread this problem is. And Talisman starts to cast her spell. And at that moment, um, she gets, uh, stabbed in the back by a Wendigo. Yeah. And pretty powerful scene there, um, as she's stabbed through the abdomen with, uh, some claws. Yeah. And it's actually Wolverine's claws because Wolverine is turned because he no longer has his healing factor Mm -hmm. and he got, got one fighting all these windigos yep um I th- it was a pretty visceral scene i was not anticipating just like straight up claws no. to the stomach no they got rid of that real quick yeah because i was like oh yeah problem solved issue two <laughs> <laughs> i 
Um, so, um, now we're on part three of five, um, where we see, we open up with, um, North Star and the child they're trying to save. Um, and he's kind of just going through, you know, how, I don't know how I got here, man. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't get beat I up. Yeah, yeah. I don't get beat up like this, you know? Um, and we see that landslide or rock slide rather, uh, stole onto the X jet. So he's with everybody and he's kind of beating them up too. Um, we see a lot of bamfing about as they try and get rid of the Wendigo and trying to push them further away from them and have them run back. Yeah. And uh, Colossus uh, has been holding his own pretty well because he, he can't be scratched or bitten really. Mm-hmm. So um, like everyone else is getting pretty well and beat up at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we skip to the U.S. Can- uh, Canada border where we see Iron Man, Cap, and Thor kind of talking through things and trying to fight and figure out what was going on. And then they kind of immediately dispel Doctor Strange by saying that he's dead. Um, they kind of write him off pretty quick. Um, didn't know what that was about, but whatever. It seemed like a convenient way just not to have him to say, like, oh, we need magic, but our magic guy is, you know. Yeah, there's definitely some sort of other side story yeah. going on with the Avengers here. Because, yeah, you get just, like, Doctor Strange in the middle of a spell with, like, a light beam through his head. So, yeah. Um, but then we see Northstar trying to save this kid from the Wendigo, and then we see Alpha Flight, so I forgot about that. Yeah, so James Hudson, who is the Guardian. Yeah. So, sorry about that, uh, listener. Totally forgot some of those names, because they are just not people I really know super no, well. No, but I, we don't, have, I don't know them well either. We have Snowbird, Aurora, and Sasquatch. Yeah. In addition to Guardian. Um, but we have continued fighting with, uh, especially the Logan version of the Wendigo. And we have just continued fighting as they try and figure out what's going on. And Puck is getting kind of mad because, you know, uh, Talisman was his lover and he's getting understandably frustrated. Yeah. I did find it interesting that uh, the, the strategy essentially was to fight all these people until Kurt could teleport them all like a couple miles away and just drop them until they came back. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure they were panicking at the time. So it's yeah, not I, the worst plan. No, yeah. Just thin out the, the forces because the Nightcrawler's pretty good at that sort of thing. Um, and also I, I did find it interesting that rock slide gets his head like cut apart. Yeah. And he just like puts his jaw back, like sets his jaw almost. Yeah. But we have a scene where, you know, Spitfire has to cauterize, uh, talisman and kind of upset about it. And then we have a scene where they specifically show as soon as the wind go croak, go across the border, they turn into humans. Um, and we see Captain America realizing that and kind of trying to piece together an idea of what to do. And then, we have uh, Talisman and Puck getting flown away by Northstar and Aurora and trying to get away from, you know, what's going on so they can save her to in, turn, to in turn save themselves. Yeah. And then, and then we have a spirit realm. So now we're yeah. going to be moving to the spirit realm. So that was kind of their other solution was to actually go to the spirit realm and face this demon by itself you yeah. know essentially take care of it the old-fashioned way go to the source they, yeah. they say that a couple times go to the source yeah. um so around four or five where we show the avengers and north star and aurora fighting or fighting the windigo again and they're just trying to get them across the border so they switch into humans so that's kind of their playbook right now which is actually a fair play yeah they're essentially like taunting the the windigo yep. and then running across the border and then the windigo cross that line and turn back into humans yeah, but we get some badass fight scenes with the X-Men in the Wendigo. Then we get uh, Alpha Force, um, primarily them in Aurora, Rock Slide, and Spitfire going to the Spirit Realm. 
where they kind of go through this whole charade of like how humans are the worst they're destroying our planet you know this is their curse this is their fault this is what they they deserve it essentially yeah that was the whole thing there was like a weird through line where it kind of seemed like it was a allegory for climate change but more you know they ate human flesh and there there seemed to be like no question about the fact that this many people ate human flesh to make this happen no like that was the thing is that part never really got resolved and i thought it was very strange that everyone just kind of accepted that like a large number of people ate human flesh without like questioning it and like there seemed to be no sympathy for that fact no and they're straight to like oh we should just you know Go to the spirit realm. Yeah. Not cut it off at the source. Yeah, yeah. I, I just found that very interesting that, like, that part of the story was never really addressed. No. So. Yeah, it, it was odd. Uh, we get a weird scene in the spirit realm where Bobby reenacts or reanimates dogs. Yeah, like snow dogs or yeah. ice dogs or whatever. And his icy form, like, yeah. gives them life. So he has a bunch of dog friends now. It was so weird. It's very weird. But, I mean, whatever. Uh, (laughs) uh, And then we just get their constant problem with Wolverine being a Wendigo. I mean, this is just the biggest thing is that they're trying to, you know, um, take him out but not kill him. Yeah, because he he doesn't have his healing factor. Yeah, they don't want to kill him. But we get this whole thing in the spear room and they have like a, you know, a a good chat, like a good dialogue with the the major villain in this. talking about how they're all foolish mortals and that they are meant to fail in this quest. Uh, and we then see the people on the U.S. side of the border start to switch into uh, Wendigo, which turns out is a big problem because that uh, it kind of eliminates their whole plan. Yeah, so the spirit realm stuff I thought was a little weird. Um, it seems like a lot of these were established. They're the beasts, like essentially the beasts. Yeah. Um, I think the main one is Tanarak. The, the conqueror of beasts so yeah. he, he's the one that's uh doing all of this bad stuff yeah i couldn't really super get into that yeah it was <laughs> it was a little weird i it was one of those things where i feel like if i had read a lot more alpha fight because it seemed like snowbird really kind of understood oh, what yeah. was going on and if i felt like if you read more alpha flight like this probably plays into it a lot more yeah like i'm sure that they have fought like all the various because they talk about the other like beasts trying right. to cross the uh the into the the, the mortal realm right like how they fight them off so i'm assuming this is a thing that comes up semi-regularly i i guess i just i couldn't get into that it just seemed like a run around b plot yeah to to keep the other half of these people busy yeah no it, yeah you can't have everyone sitting at the u.s border no um, so we get into the conclusion, part five of five, where um, we see Aurora and Northstar, who are weirdly fighting throughout this whole thing about, you know, why should we save people? You know, kind of Aurora is more selfish. Um, you know, the person in Alpha Flight and Northstar is kind of saying, well, we should help people. Yeah. Like, this is what we need to do. I don't know if it's so much selfish as very cynical. But yeah. I, I, okay. I, I could That's see fair. I could see it being interpreted as selfish as well. Yeah, the 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 way she phrases things is abrasive, and you it know, it just seemed not, like I need to save myself. Yeah, not the hero. No way to do things. No, no. Um, but we we just get more we get more fighting, and then they are in the spirit realm. They're kind of getting their asses kicked, to be honest. By this um, by this uh tanarak they're getting their asses kicked like all of them kind of go down and he starts to go into the normal world yeah 
So we see a scene where he actually, um, you know, he beats them all and says, you know, basically my lackeys come collect them. Um, Earth needs to meet its new god. Yeah. So then we get some fighting where they're all fighting at the uh, Spirit World entrance with uh, Kurt, Colossus, um, Rachel Gray, Sasquatch. And we see actually Colossus get stabbed by wolverine as a wendigo which was pretty crazy <laughs> yeah and kurt also gets bit at this moment too like everybody just, gets bit yeah everyone everyone gets turned yeah mm-hmm. and once kurt gets bit it like it starts to break bad pretty quick yeah because he was the guy who was flying them away trying to give them time yeah. or teleporting you know what i mean but um then we see the rest of the the force who was in the spirit realm who got kind of captured um they make friends with this this one of the beasts yeah uh, one of the beasts it just kind of randomly and then bobby shows up with his horde of dogs yeah and they start fighting um and they strange yeah it's super strange but basically they make sure that this person can uh have storm and everybody be a a god or given god like powers yeah they're given that they give that team the god powers essentially from this realm yeah so that part was pretty, um, once we get to it, that part was pretty badass because then we see all of them come up in like these elemental forms and start to beat the shit out of Tanarak. Yeah. I did like that Bobby was just normal Bobby though. Yeah. Well, he was... I mean, he is an Omega level mutant. So like he, yeah. he's already like the, the essence of cold. So yeah, but it's it a cool battle scene, yeah. a couple cool panels where they show them fighting and kind of having these alpha powers and then we see guardian who uh had been eaten by tanarak before just magically fly out of him yeah he just like busts out of his chest yeah and you, you do see him like rip open the rib cage yeah. which i thought was like oh fuck okay like, i thought worm was coming out at first right right i was very i forgot that he had gotten eaten Big before time. too like i was like what is happening like, i had no clue i was like oh okay sure but then we see uh, Sasquatch asking for help and everybody returning to normal. So it's super cool. Uh, we see Logan waking up next to Colossus. And uh, then we see, you know, our original thing of why Logan came here with uh, with Heather and James of Guardian. You know, they're kind of together on the hospital bed. And it's kind of like this this happy ending. These couple panels of just happy ending. You know, we beat the Wendigo. We made this all happen. So we all worked together. It was a, it was a nice little arc. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Um, uh, let's uh, finish off the amazing X Men yeah. here, and then we'll we'll give some ratings here. Absolutely. So we got uh, the Charm School. Um, this one actually features a decent amount of Kurt later on, uh, but we get um. Uh, Anul, uh, he's he's a f- essentially nervous to be on a date, and yeah. since he is one of the mutants that has a outwardly like physical mutation, yep. he he has a hard time. Yeah, with and everything. he has uh, he's like all green. Yeah, he's green. He's got like one big arm and yeah. all this other stuff. Uh, but we get a decent amount of Kurt here. So now that he's really kind of settled into the school a little bit more, he's trying to uh, like wrangle in just the craziness of the school and like, yeah. hey, we have rules. We need to you know follow <laughs> some of this stuff. Like, yeah, I'll pay attention we, now. We need to pay attention a little bit, like because like North Star is like having like a masseuse class. Like he's getting a massage and stuff like that because you know he claims it's, it's French class. It's it's French class, yeah. <laughs> So Kurt just like bamps him out and they have a conversation about it. And I did notice that the artwork in this one, again, he seemed very devilish. Um, 
a little bit more so than he has in the past. I like this version of him because it wasn't like super shadowy, but it was like badass. Yes, I agree. I, I really like this version of Kurt as well. Uh, but uh, his we, tail was really gnarly too in a lot of this. Yes, yes. It it seemed very. It had a personality if you were paying attention to it. But uh, he he's kind of rubbing heads with North Star specifically, like yeah. you know we we need to follow some rules here. <laughs> um, but, nah. But yeah, so we 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 head back to the student who was out on a date, and he's getting some reactions from people on the side of the street, and you know just generally making him not feel great about everything. <laughs> so he gives a call to the rock slide, and they like they're they're talking Good back old and forth. Rock slide. They've been talking back and forth for uh like like rock slide is talking back and forth with them but he went out on this date and this boy has never seen a picture of him doesn't know right he, he knows he's a mutant but doesn't really know anything about him that might have been the most unbelievable part is that in this day of because they specifically mention um instagram yeah he he just instagrammed a picture blah blah, blah of the mopius thing it's like that was the most unbe- I love this story. The most unbelievable part was that you have all these social media accounts and you have a single picture of yourself. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, digra- no, I digress. It was pretty wild. But yeah, I'd never seen a, a picture of him. He was afraid of what he would think because he's not one of the pretty mutants. Like he has an yeah. outward mutation, which I mean, fair Self-conscious. enough. Self-conscious. Yeah. No, it, it's teen angst kind of stuff. It makes sense. I do it. Uh, but Rock Slide's kind of pushing him along. But uh, we, we get start seeing some uh, illusions take over. And he's very confused because he's essentially being ragged on by the boy that he likes, and right. he's talking shit about him, like, "Oh, you're, you're, this isn't what I wanted. You're not pretty." <laughs> yeah. Blah blah blah. So he starts giving into his various uh, self-conscious things. But we get Kurt still like asking various people <laughs> around the campus, like, "What the fuck is your job here? Like, yeah. why are you here?" Uh, but they essentially get notification, or Kurt figures out that uh, that you know. This this kid's been gone. Yeah, uh, no one hasn't come back. Yeah. He, he got a day pass. It's been two days now. Uh, Kurt's like, you, you know, we need to pay attention to this. We can't just let children disappear for a couple days. Which I mean, they still be teenagers. They still be teenagers. Uh, they 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 will sneak out. Yeah. But like, yeah, at the same time, you got to try to wrangle them in a little bit. Like these are you get, you super, keep the pulse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Northstar doesn't seem to really understand that, but Kurt's like, all right, we need to go find this. Find them. Figure out what's going on, so he grabs Northstar, just teleports him. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt's just kind of just doing stuff with this yeah. with this issue, but um, yeah, Anol's like he's having bad times with everything, and there's a a, a girl with a, a shirt question mark on. <laughs> I don't really know what it is, but uh, that was uh, it was something. It was something. So Northstar busts in, like starts punching some of these illusions, and they realize it's an illusion. But then uh, Kurt. Is uh, back in his origin story again. Again, uh, with luckily the, truncated. Truncated a lot. This one's only a yeah. couple, a couple frames. But he, you know, young kid, everyone with fire and pitchforks chasing him down. And you know, he's like, "Oh, I'm a human, just like the rest of you." And then you know, we see his father being like, "Oh, are you?" Yeah. And then that's when Kurt's like, "Wait a second. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so he pulls out his swords and uh, starts uh, slicing and dicing some of the 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 illusions going on here. Trying to figure out where where this it's illusion, an illusion is. Michael. Yeah, where this illusion is. Uh, Northstar is confused by you know his backstory, and then Kurt busts in and starts cutting people up too. And they're like, "All right, Anol, like th- this none slices of this- his own head off." That yeah. was great for him. Yeah, that was great. Um, <laughs> in fact, I'm gonna screenshot that right now, and that, that'll be posted <laughs> next uh, when we post this issue, this episode. 
but they're just like, all right, Anul, you need to, you know, face your yeah. your fear here, and we need to figure out where this illusionist is, and they eventually figure out, you know, exactly where she's at, but not before Kurt has a uh, a little moment with Anul, like, because Anul's like, you know, Northstar, how would you understand what, yeah. like, how I'm feeling? Like, you have a mutation that you can hide, like, yeah. you just he's, look like a normal human. Like, he all says this- he looks like a movie star. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And Kurt, like, bams, and he's like, uh, I might have a little idea what this is all about. And, you know, like, I, I know what it f- feels like to be, you know, called a monster and all this other stuff. And they have a really nice, like, heart-to-heart with everything. And Kurt kind of, like, spills the beans sure. on it. And, like, a lot of, like, you, you know, you got to kind of be confident. Because, like, Kurt. The best. The best. But did you get the girl? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was very funny. I was like, oh, yeah, no, Kurt fucks, like, a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. just it's constantly. Like, so it's all about the confidence. Yeah. <laughs> not not to mention he's a sexy demon man, but yeah, yeah whatever. Devilishly charming. You're devilishly charming. Like you, you you gotta you you have to make up with personality which like what looks might like put off kind of thing. Yeah. So but uh Kurt, you know, scoops up one of the people's like, No, this is a real person and they uh <laughs> realize like, Oh, this is you know, oh who's, who's I don't even know who it is, dude. It's a daughter of an illusionist. I'm let me I'm forgetting who it was off the top of my head. It's uh like Martinique is her name. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, where they talk about how you know there's she's still practicing it. She's practicing it right now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So uh, Anola just comes up and just punches the shit out of her. Like, yeah. how dare you make me feel like yes. feels? <laughs> and there's like, all right, we'll we'll call Shield and uh, get this taken care of. Like, we'll yeah. we'll have someone come pick her up. That that's yeah. fine. Uh, but then we get a real sweet scene with Anol going up and meeting the boy that he's been messaging for a while now. Yeah. And uh, the boy's like, uh, yeah, no, let's go get coffee. And then we get a nice scene with them holding hands as they walk away. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice little story with uh, kind of tying in with uh, the end of the Nightcrawler run with like him being a mentor to a lot, yeah. like the younger X-Men. So that was pretty cool. So uh, what would you re- rate this amazing X-Men run here? Um, I would say the first and last issues I actually liked better than the War of the Wendigo. Yeah. So I think because it shows a little bit more of Kurt's personality in him, like mentoring, helping kids out, kind of showing that he, you know, cares. And that, um, in that last episode or the last issue, especially him talking about like outward appearance and self confidence and, yeah, and especially like, you know, not only looking different, but also trying to, you know, compete in, you know, maybe not as an accepted, you know, like non-hetero relationship, like a homosexual relationship, and like yeah. how hard that can be on top of like the outward facing image. Yeah, and, and stigmas Kurt, on stigmas and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah, and Kurt kind of talking through at least the part that he knows about and not trying to delve into like a situation, you know, or not, not a situation, but like he's not trying to delve into areas he doesn't know he's yeah. sticking to like you know i know what my you know my look says about me yeah what know? my scenario is what works for me like without like yeah pushing on the other yeah. stigmas right away yeah so i give that those two like a 4.5 um i'll give the wendigo like a 2.5 to 3 it just wasn't yeah it didn't get me going man it just it, it truly like it was a fine story but i just i don't know yeah, that was good. I I I I echo a lot of those same sentiments with that. Yeah, the the Wendigo I was probably a little bit more generous on just because uh, yeah. I did find it interesting seeing Wolverine just like 
claw sure. the fuck out of a, a decent number of people. Yeah. Uh, that kind of bumped it up because, like, seeing Colossus get stabbed and seeing Talisman get stabbed and, like, yeah. stuff like that. Like, it's visceral. It's very visceral. It's like, yeah, yeah, give, the, give this super creature adamantine yeah. claws. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, but, yeah, no, I especially this last uh, issue I liked probably the most out of all of them. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. It, you, you see the responsibility of Kurt as a teacher, mm-hmm. like, Really, like, trying to get things in line at the Jean Grey school, because that shit is just buck wild in there. <laughs> but then also being able to step away and help an individual student with, yeah. you know, self-esteem and self-image and body dysphoria and all of that stuff. And, like, yeah. young relationships and really kind of being able to give, like, pass on that information and in a fairly concise way, yeah. which was very nice. Like, there's not a lot of words there, but Kurt really says a lot with... Mm-hmm. the way he he presents everything so that last issue i'd probably give like a four or five windigo is probably yeah maybe a three yeah and then the the no goat no glory is <laughs> kurt's not even in that one so yeah whatever yeah i kind of threw it one to the wayside a little bit yeah. in terms of like <laughs> meh. yeah it's there sure why yeah. not it, it's part of the story that we're reading it's so, funny but yeah. yeah so yeah overall positive yeah the, i liked it yeah me too me too so, yeah, I think that's all we have for this week. It's a little bit shorter one, so real snappy. Yeah. And there wasn't that many issues. No, no. And we'll uh, hopefully, the next time we do a reading, Audrey will be back. Yes. So hopefully. Well, they'll be creeping up at the end of the year, which is wild that we're going to be that that close already. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll do some readings uh, during Hawkeye yeah. so we can release them right after. Be we'll a little bit ahead. That. Yeah, that'd yeah. be nice. So, yeah, I, I think that's all we got for this week. I'd probably read them for fun anyway, so. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. So, if you like what we do here, please review, please subscribe, you know, do that stuff. Tell friends, join join our socials, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Yeah. I, I post on there semi-regularly, but feel free to jump in, have conversations with us. We will be putting up a poll once we're done with Nightcrawler about uh, someone to add to our die for who we will be reading next after Nightcrawler. So I know it's been a long time since we've done this, but uh, I'm excited to bring back that tradition. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. But uh, for this week, I'm Mike. I'm Charlie. Thank you for joining us and talk to you next time. 